This, this is the Miller Lite Cowboys Out, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, your hosts, Danny Sarek and Brad Sham. Very pleasant. Good evening, everyone. Danny and I are going to reach th- across and up against the plastic plexiglass <laughs> here. That's as close to a high five as we. And there's Joe and our special <laughs> guest, Joe Thomas, is reaching up. Thank you, Joe. Yes, sir. Outstanding. Hey, we appreciate everyone being with us uh, in north central Texas on a uh, rainy and chilly Monday evening. And wherever you're joining us around the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, thank you very much. Wherever and whenever you are watching and listening on DallasCowboys.com streaming, thank you very much. And um, to our very special guest, one of the really classy, smart veteran players on this uh, team, Cowboys linebacker Joe Thomas. I said this to him just off the air, and I will say to him again on the air, thank you for spending some time with us, with Cowboy fans, because uh, I think we all understand that just about the last thing you want to do after a game like that and a almost a half season like that is to uh, sit out more or less in public and... and uh, uh, dissect and resurrect, and so thank you. We very much appreciate yes, your sir. time. No problem. No problem. All right. Are you feeling all right? Yes, I'm feeling feeling okay. Okay, feeling okay. Good. Okay. okay, good. So, um, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on the game because why? It's th- things are going kind of how they are, but uh, but you are, and and I didn't. Those weren't just words, and I've said this to you before, Joe. I mean, I I really have such great respect for the way you conduct yourself. Uh, for your uh, intelligence about the game, and um, I, I am so very interested in your thoughts about how this first almost half season has unfolded. I can't imagine that you guys can be anything but totally dumbfounded. I don't think anybody saw any of this coming, did you? Yeah, not at all. I mean, but um, I mean, it's a unique season to begin with, you know. New coaching staff, new players, just a whole revamp of the Dallas Cowboys, and not having them, not having the OTAs, the mini camps, and the off season, um, it made it very tough for you know for guys to really build chemistry to really get those extra reps you need before you go into a season to effectively you know run the scheme or you know communicate effectively the way you want to as a team. So winning and losing can hinge on a lot of little things. Um, if you were watching it from from afar, not being deep in the middle of it and playing and all that stuff, how, what would be your reasonable expectation for how long it would take to get to, to be a little more competitive than the last couple of weeks have been? I mean, from afar, I would I – would, Look at it, you know, maybe the first maybe two or three weeks, you probably chalk up as a preseason, you know what I'm saying? And after that, it's time to get get to who you're going to be throughout the whole season. And I don't think we've even come close to that yet. So so what do you say to each other? Like, what are, what are, what was the meeting like today? Uh, the meeting today was just um, 
just watching watching the film, trying to be accountable, you know, for everyone that's on the field, you know, a guy made a guy made a mistake, you know, be accountable for that mistake and try to correct that mistake and, you know, move forward. This team is compromised of very talented defensive players. So how do you guys stay confident when you're having to watch the film after a touch, tough game that you guys are still capable of turning this around? I mean, just just knowing that we have the players to get it done. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, just when you watch the tape, it's, it's the small things that, you know what I'm saying, that turn into big big plays and eventually turn into the scoreboard being lopsided. So, I mean, I think just the, the more we dive into and trust each other, trust the coaches and everybody comes together, like, it all come to come together. When I watch tape of your defense, I always see 48, whether you're playing – half a dozen plays on defense and mostly on teams like you did yesterday or whether you play in the whole game, you're flying around, you're sticking your nose in there, you don't you don't care if it's goal line, nickel, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're you're playing at one speed. I see that on tape. Uh, how difficult is it for you and for other guys to continue to play at that rate, at that level when things are not going well? Sometimes it is it hard just to come to work? Uh, no, nah, I can't. I wouldn't. I would. I would never say it's hard to come to work because, at the end of the day, we're playing a kids' game. You know, um, and we're blessed for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to get up and know. I'm not trying to downgrade anyone else's job, but you know, I come to. I play foot, professional football, so I love the game, and I'm gonna go out every snap. Every morning I'm going to come to work, you know what I'm saying, with the mindset of I'm going to be my best to help a team help a team win. When you talk about how tough it was uh, at the start of the season at least to build chemistry without OTAs, how much of that is still difficult when you guys have had so many changes just to work cohesively as a defense with all of the injuries you guys have had? I mean, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, like I said, you know what I'm saying, communication – plays a big part in that, you know what I'm saying, uh, playing experiences because a lot of young guys have come in there as well. And a lot of times when young guys come in there, you know, they're not really – their eyes sometimes are not in the right place, you know, and things may get outside of them, you know what I'm saying. They may try to do too much and, you know, those things happen. So, I mean, it's, it's difficult for sure. Um, this is new to you in professional football. I've tried to find this South Carolina State – records in your years in college. I do know you were on the cover of the media guide your senior year. Well, uh, but, okay. um, yeah, I was nice pay, paying attention. I'm doing a little <laughs> research. But but I do know that uh, you were three years in Green Bay. Now you're in your third year here. Yes, sir. Seven and nine in the your first year in Green Bay, that's the worst record team that you've ever been on, right? Yes, sir. And so what? The, how do you deal with this? This is just different, and you're a veteran. Uh, yeah, I mean... Um, I mean, you just gotta try to push through it, man, and try to whatever you know isn't working or whatever you see that is contributing to you losing, you try to fix it. I don't think you change your mindset at all. You just try to come out and you know iron out, iron out the wrinkles that are affecting the game in a negative fashion. 
and you can just continue to keep your keep your keep your eye on the goal. Because at the end at the end of the day, we're in a division that's not, you know, it's pretty pretty right there. So you know, the uh, our goal is the Lombardi Trophy, and we still got. It's still in our vision, so we still have to come out and try to try to compete. You're you're you are taking a deep breath before you even say that, and there's a little smile on your face. I'm reading <laughs> into your into your expression uh, that uh, do I even really want to say that? Because it's hey, the facts are the facts. Yeah. You can still win the division, and be in the playoffs. Yes. Nobody wants to hear anybody say that right now because of the way you're playing. And exactly. are you kind of feeling like can I even say this out loud? Yeah, I mean. You know, because when you look around, you know, teams that are heads of their division are pretty dominant teams, and no one in this division has been dominant. And you know, it's it's sad to say, but you know, we still got that, still got the opportunity. But is that what's keeping you guys in this season? Is if we get on a roll, we can take the division by storm at this point? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So I mean that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like you just gotta continue to keep the foot on the gas, continue to improve, and try to get better each week, each day, so you can you know eventually, hopefully, run a table. You know what I'm saying? So here's the other thing that you know way more about than anybody else, and that is the uh, personality and the psyche of your head coach, because yeah. you were with him three years in Green Bay. Yes, sir. And um, I don't know if he. I don't know if he's ever been through anything like this, let alone you guys. And uh-huh. he's supposed to be in charge of it. How how is he compared to what you saw when you played for him in Green Bay? I mean, I mean, I think he's the same guy. Um, he knows how to win football games, obviously, um, being in Green Bay. But I, I, I think we had something similar happen to us in Green Bay. Where we just losing a lot of games, and we just turned it around, and we ran the table, and we ended up in like the NFC Championship or something like that. So, I mean, um, like I said, he's a great coach, man. He's he's not going to throw negativity because that's not going to help anybody. You know what I'm saying? He's just going to figure out what's what's the issue, and he's we're going to try to solve it, and that's it. Was that the year that Rodgers told everybody just relax and have a glass of milk or something like that? Yeah, and, yeah, that was that year. And then you re, you did you ran the table ran from it. that point? Yes, sir. That was that year. Yes, sir. Well, that's the advice. <laughs> relax. How much was that? Uh, how helpful was that for your transition with the new coaching staff since you already had experience playing for McCarthy? Uh, I mean, it was a pretty easy transition because, I mean, um, also my linebacker coach from Green Bay came here as well. So um, just having that that relationship made it a lot easier for me to communicate and understand understand the coaching staff and how things go. And it, was, it made it a lot smoother. And did that help you? Because when you went in, when Leighton Van Der Esch got hurt, you mm-hmm. played really well. Yeah. Was that part of the reason, just because you already felt so comfortable? As far as the coach staff? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I think I played well because I feel like I'm a, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good player. You know, <laughs> I'm a veteran guy. I can step in and uh, do the job at a high level. And 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 you have always been caught in some kind of a numbers game. Is that is that part of why you were playing so well? You finally got an opportunity to get a lot of snaps. 
Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we mean numbers game. Were you, were you well, I mean, you know, that like, okay, you, you, you got Van Der Esch and Smith, and uh-huh. you're playing two linebackers. Or it's, yeah. it's a system, or there's other people, or oh, yes. and it's not because of anything you're doing. It's yes. because of somebody else's uh, system or preconceived notion. And so this was an opportunity for you to get on the field and yes, really get a lot of snaps. That's yes, what sir. I meant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For sure. And I just try to take advantage of the, that opportunity and – Try. I mean, I back up both both positions. So if any of those guys go down, I'm there to replace either one of those guys. So I just try to take advantage of those snaps. Last thing, Joe, before we take a break, and we'll and we will get way off of this subject. But you know, there's I'm I'm always amazed that that coaches can have any difficulty at all because there is so much help and advice. From everybody out in the fandom, everybody's got a Twitter account, and they've all got the answer. Yeah. All the coaches and players have to do is listen to everybody out yeah. there. Everything will be fine. I don't know. So, don't know why you guys have problems. Um, at this point, um, what if they if they tried to do something different schematically? Would mm-hmm. that cause more problems than it would solve because of where we are in the season? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, but I also don't think we need it defensively. I just think guys need to, you know, be accountable to their job and just do their job and not try to do too much. Wisdom from Joe Thomas, Cowboys veteran linebacker. <laughs> now we're going to come back and find out about uh, the guy who was on the cover of the South Carolina State <laughs> media guy. It's a big deal, see. miss. It is a big deal. <laughs> Darn right it's a big deal. Everybody doesn't get on the cover of the media guide now. Um We're delighted to have all of you with us on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you in part by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. We'll be right back with Joe Thomas on the Cowboys Hour right after this.
Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back to the Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek and our very special guest, Cowboys linebacker Joe Thomas, who we again publicly thank for uh, taking some time after a busy day of meetings and uh, trying to get over yesterday to uh, um, join us and uh, talk about himself and about the football team with Cowboys fans. Uh, how was the flight for you guys? Was it, I mean, are they, did you just sleep and forget about it or do you replay the game in your head or what are you doing? Uh, I mean, for me, I'm asleep. I'm going to sleep. I'm out of there. <laughs> Good for you. I'm out of there. You do fall you, asleep pretty easily that on was a plane? My, that was my yes. question. Yes. You do wear like a neck pillow and eye, what is it, the the cover on your eyes or you can just wake no, up and fall asleep? Recently, I've just been using my mask. That was a word I was looking for. Mask. <laughs> yeah. Eye cover thing was what Danny, I was thinking. Danny. In I this know. Age How many of times COVID, have we said mask? Mask? You can't think? You can't I know. Remember a mask. I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, Joe, uh, this is, you've been doing this now for seven years, six in service time because you were on the practice squad in Green Bay for the first year. Yes, sir. But you've, you've been around this for a little while, and I want people to uh, know a little bit more about the Joe Thomas story and journey. Now, um, okay. y- you were an outstanding player at South Carolina State. You yes, had a sir. Terrific, and you had winning teams those years for the Bulldogs, did yes, you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but you weren't drafted? No, sir. How'd that feel? What chip on your shoulder, still carrying it around? What? How'd, what how did that hit you? Uh, definitely chip on my shoulder, but I've always had a chip on my shoulder. Um, even going to South Carolina State, I walked on at South Carolina State, so that was a chip on, on my shoulder to you know to start with and I ended up earning my scholarship uh my sophomore year and I took off from there who recruited you anybody um South Carolina did you want to go to South Carolina I wanted to go to Clemson um Clemson recruited me for a while and then they fired the whole coaching staff um they went out to Tulsa and I got an offer from Tulsa and I was that was pretty much it in a couple small D3 schools D2 schools and just following God's plan, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that was – was that when they hired Dabo Sweeney? They fired their staff and hired Dabo? Yeah. Yes, so sir. we can't blame Dabo for not recruiting. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> okay. um, so uh, what is a young man out of high school who uh, walks on at South Carolina State tell himself about the reasons that he knows he belongs in the sport? Um. Well, I, my family. Well, I was I was I was a top high school running back coming out of high school. I was so getting I, to that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. I knew I, I had the skills to do whatever. Um, and I, I have an athletic family, athletic background. So um, I just knew I could do it. So you know you, what I'm saying? So you didn't play defense until you got to college. Yes, I went to um, South Carolina, South Carolina State as an athlete. As an athlete, yes, sir. And and how did you get? How did they decide that that athlete needed to be on defense? Um, I mean, they asked me really um, since I was a walk-on. They say you want to play offense or defense. I, I chose. I chose to go. Chose to do something new um, and play offense. I mean, defense because I always heard running backs make the best linebackers. So, and why do you think that is? Uh, just feel. 
just feel you understand you understand the running backs feel for the for the hole and you understand blocking schemes and you can match their footwork a little better. It's just a, a mirror image of each other, basically. Did, did you play both ways in high school? Yeah, a little bit, but I played mostly uh, running back. I mean, when I did play defense, it was defensive end, and I was just running. Okay, and you were just running, running <laughs> yeah, off the field? just running off the edge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if you're really a standout running back, especially in that in that part of the country or here – uh, in, in the, anywhere in the South where they really understand football, uh-huh. yeah, they know you're not moving off a running back if you're an outstanding <laughs> running back, right? Exactly. So what gave you, other than the fact that you could sense that the instincts were going to l- l- lead you in the right place, mm-hmm. you're going from uh, being hit to hitting? Was that part of it? That was a big reason for it. I was tired of getting hit because <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I guess you could say I was a big back. I was probably like 200 pounds, you know, as a running back, had good size on me. So guys were always trying to chop me down my legs. I had these big thigh pads that look like cinder blocks because I always got thigh bruises. So, you know, once I got to college, I was like, man, I always heard that running backs' careers are shorter, are probably the shortest on the field. So that was just a, um, a decision made to prolong my career. So playing in a new position at linebacker, at what point in college did you start to realize, you know, I, I can make a career out of this? Um, Probably my sophomore year. My sophomore year. All the seniors I had graduated, um, except for one, and I started on I started on defense. And I ended up winning defensive MVP my sophomore year. And it was based off of just hustle. And, By the way, that's for the league, not just for the South Carolina State Bulldogs. No, nah, it was just for South Carolina State Bulldogs. Oh, okay, okay. That's my senior year. You know, that was my senior year for the league. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's getting there. I like that subtle flex. Yeah. yeah no, that's good. <laughs> that's absolutely good. Yeah. Um, so, um, so now you, you finish this highly successful collegiate career that apparently most people didn't think you were going to have. Uh-huh. Because they didn't offer you. I mean, they you know they let you walk on. Yes, sir. And now, okay, I proved it. Now I've I've done it. I've been a I've been an outstanding high school running back. I have now made myself into a top linebacker. Mm-hmm. I've been on the cover of the damn media guys. Now. Come on. <laughs> and now and the the draft happens and they say you know that was you, that was a great college career you had. Thank you very much for the yeah. entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So what what happened? What, how's the journey go from there? I mean, yeah. So um, my senior year in college. I ended up winning. I won all those defensive awards, uh, the Mel Blunt Defensive Player of the Year Award, all those awards. Did you know who Mel Blunt was then? I did not, which is sad. But I. Yeah. You do now. I do now for sure. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, my senior year, what well, the last game of my senior, my college career, I rushed my biceps tendon and my uh, my left arm. So. All those, you know, all-star games that you have to really boost your stock, I wasn't able to compete in those games. So I think that was a big reason why, you know, I I wasn't drafted. And as far as – and I only had one visit during the whole pre-draft thing, and that was to Green Bay. So, I mean, I guess it all just worked out, you know what I'm saying? Um I mean, calls. I mean, teams were calling me on draft day, saying if you're if you're available, we'll take you here. Like, you know what I'm saying? But 
That never fell through. But they all lied. Yeah, they all just lied. Yeah, they all lied. <laughs> <laughs> Broke my heart. And how but many? How, did, but was was Green Bay the only uh, pro offer that you had then? Um, after the draft. Yeah, after the draft. Um, I think it was a couple other teams, but me and my agent just went straight with Green Bay. Since I went up there, I had a visit up there and everything. So that's you know, and that's an interesting part to me because. Uh, especially for a young man who's not drafted, mm-hmm. uh, the agents have a lot to do with guiding you, don't they? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's, there's that communication piece between you and the team. So, I mean, if he told me to go somewhere else, somewhere else and it didn't work out, I mean, you know, I could have blamed him for that. So. <laughs> but you made sure it did work out. You got still got the same agent seven years later? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that sounds like personal business. Yeah, it's we personal business. We don't, we don't really need to get into that right now. Now, you mentioned uh, being from an athletic family, and I know Danny's got a couple of questions about that, but we're going to take our next break first, and then we'll be back with uh, Cowboys linebacker Joe Thomas on the Cowboys Hour. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour brought to you in part by Papa John's. Order Papa John's Cowboys Family Special, a large specialty pizza and a large two-topping pizza for just $24 at papajohns.com. Official pizza of your Dallas Cowboys. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. We'll be right back with Joe Thomas on the Cowboys Hour.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek on the Cowboys Hour, and we welcome our special guest, Cowboys linebacker Joe Thomas, uh, back with us. And we were talking about, uh, we were about to talk a little bit about Joe's very athletic family, which Joe mentioned just a couple of minutes ago. He said he's from an athletic family, so so that opens the door. <laughs> yes, I found out something very interesting about your family when I was preparing for today. Mm-hmm. So your dad... We actually do prepare for this stuff, Believe Joe, it or not. We're not just winging it. <laughs> so your dad, Joe Thomas Sr., uh, has made some pretty impressive history. Mm-hmm. He's the oldest player to play in an NCAA Division I game at the age of 55 when he ran for three yards <clears throat> for your alma mater, South Carolina State, back in 2016. How cool was that to see? It was dope. <laughs> uh, it was dope. He actually talked about it for at least five years before that. Um, he always wanted to go to college because he'd never been to college. Um, well, if you read, if you, uh, read up on the story, he was... He was a good high school back, um, but he had hearing problem problems when he was younger. So, I mean, he, he didn't feel confident in his ability to, you know, further his education because he had hearing problems and all that. So he just became an entrepreneur. And later in life, he just said, I'm, no, it was after maybe 2008 once the economy, economy kind of bottomed out, bottomed out yep. a little bit. You know, he was able to go to school and um well it wasn't then he went to school but that kind of like wiped out his businesses he had so he wanted to go back to school and um and pers- well he just went to school so i guess he got bored in school just doing work so he decided <laughs> Don't you know, we all? i might as well just walk on to the football team like my son did. now how and how old was he when he made that decision uh, when he made that decision, I think he was 53, two years before that. So did you tell me about that conversation. How did you find out? Did he come in and say, hey, just so you know, I'm going to go, go out for the football team? Or... No, he, he actually asked for my permission. For your permission? Yeah. Talk yes. to us, please. Yeah, he asked for my permission because at the time when he was 53, um, I was still in school at South Carolina State. So he just asked for my permission, man. Would you be okay with me coming out, you know what I'm saying, playing on a team, <laughs> you know? Um and I wasn't gonna turn him down. That's that's your dream. So I was like, man, go for it. Like I I never turn you down for something you want to do. What great yeah. respect he showed you. I, now I'm speaking as the father of a son. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what tremendous respect he showed you. Yeah. To ask you if that would be okay since you're playing there right now. Yeah. Was, so he was he was even still then putting you first before him. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's why I'm who I am today. Honestly, um, so I'm like, I mean, go for it. And I mean, some things didn't work out those two years. They wouldn't allow him to play. He had to go through like the clearinghouse and all that. And um, the year after I graduated, he was out there. You know, I got a lot. They were sending me video. I got a lot of videos of him out there just <laughs> going through Oklahoma drills. And all no that. way. Yeah. At 53. At 53. Yes, sir. Did you help him prepare to get ready physically, like to train? No, I didn't. Nah, he he did that himself. He's um he was a professional bodybuilder back in the day, so he never never took a drink or anything like that. So his body was always pretty much in top tier shape. So it was nothing really 
too hard for him. Well, and and I'm just going to now tell you something that you don't know yet because you're nowhere near 53 <laughs> and I can barely remember it. Uh, but I don't care what kind of shape your body was in when you were. To, if you're going to go out and play uh, football against young men mm-hmm. in their late teens and early 20s and yeah. you're in your 50s, mm-hmm. that that's a whole different kettle of fish right there. Yeah, I mean, it's tremendous respect, man, for even – Going out there and having your mind to your mindset to go out and do that. Kind of a bummer. You had already graduated. That would have been pretty cool. It would have been dope, and I would have hit him in practice for sure. You would have. Yes, for sure. Did you? Did, he, did the two of you talk about that? But uh, yeah. Hey, hey, old man. You you lucky. I'm oh, not yes. there anymore. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I let him know because I'm my nickname in college was Hitman. So like. If you come through, I'm going to knock you out. Like I don't care if you're my pops or not because it's been years of you, you know what I'm saying, cutting my behind. And then did so he this is say back, back. Hey, hey, I don't care who you think you're going to take out. We're going to see who's taking out who. Oh, yeah, that's that's who he is. He, <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, well, I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, speaking of the family tree, uh I don't know if it's quite that impressive, but Troy Brown's your cousin. Uh, yes, sir. How much um, help in understanding what the life of professional football was about was he to you? Um, I didn't really see a lot of Troy. Um, and I didn't find out we was cousins until uh, probably seven years ago. Oh, so none. <laughs> yeah, none. <laughs> Absolutely none. none. Okay, but, but I did watch him. A lot, and a true professional, and uh, I did pick up a lot of things from him. So, I mean, now we we stay in communication a lot, and he's coaching in uh, New England now, so we still communicate a lot. When you talk about an athletic family, I mean, you really mean athletic from top to bottom. Yeah, top to bottom, yes. So, Joe, you said that your dad um, was the reason that you are who you are. Yes, sir. Uh, Clearly, we're talking about it. We're talking about a tough man, your father. Yes, sir. Uh, but uh, could, would you mind sharing a little bit more about in, in what other ways that maybe don't have anything to do with football, how he helped develop you uh, into the the person that you are, have the values that you do? Yes, um, I mean starting starting with discipline. Um, he was a very disciplined father. So like. <laughs> I mean, anything I did wrong, I was, you know, the belt was coming out, and, you know, <laughs> and all that. Um, education, he made sure, you know, I did my did my work, put that first. Um, as far as I think the most important thing was just hard work, just seeing him get up every morning, go to work, and just provide for his family. Um, uh, just the work ethic. I think that's that's probably the main thing as well. The work ethic. I mean, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be successful until you put in the work. To you know what I'm saying? That's that's one of the main values I picked up for him. Uh, siblings, Joe? Uh, yes. Um, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Um, interest, interesting story about my brother. I always like to tell a story because it's it's just crazy to me. He was uh he was born five months early, so. He, when they tell the story, he can fit in the palm of your hand like this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, so he wasn't supposed to live. So 
when he was in the hospital, my great grandfather was in the hospital, and like my great great grandfather was sick. He was he was dying, passing away. So they was, they was in the same hospital. So when my great grandfather was passing away, like my brother was like gaining strength, and he ended up overcoming all all the ailments he had, and he he survived. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like that was like some spiritual, you know. Absolutely. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I always like telling that story. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and is he, are either of your siblings athletes? Uh, no. No, my brother, he's, he's in, into construction and all that, man. But he's bigger than me now, so it's crazy. <laughs> he's, he's in uh, construction. My sister, she's, uh, she's an accountant, so. And speaking of accounting, uh, you, I mean, you got your business degree at South Carolina State, right? Yes, sir. And have you done anything with it, or are you planning on doing anything with it? Because you know, it's amazing. We watch you guys play. I feel like I've been watching you play ten years. You're six years, seven years in the league, mm-hmm. but you're just thirty. I'm 29. Don't don't rush. Excuse me. Excuse me. I did the math poorly. That's why I have a statistician who takes care of all of that for me. You're not even 30. No, don't rush. No, 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 no. I apologize. My bad. That's totally my bad. And believe me, I understand how you feel. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean. uh, Yeah. I probably. uh, I mean, when I was young, I, I always wanted to have my own like sports apparel company. Uh, something like that. I, that was something weird. I always wanted to do. That's why I went to school for business. Um, but now I probably just do get into real estate and stay in that lane. Is that something you think about yet, or you just wait until that time comes done playing? Um, I think about it a little bit, especially this this off season because we had so much time, you know, with the COVID thing. So I I started my I kind of started the blueprint for it. So. So once I'm done playing, it's already pretty much where I need it to be, and I can just move forward with it. But your your body's not telling you that it's anywhere near time to be thinking about that full time, is it? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. Not at all. Because, I mean, watching you, especially when Layton was out, and mm-hmm. watching you fly around, I, I mean, that's that's as well as I think you have played. And maybe it's because you've just had, the, like I was saying, we were saying before, mm-hmm. you just had the chance. Yeah. To be on the field more. Yeah, that's that's a lot of. Was that validation? Is that when you look at the tape and you see you play, you can't fool players. Players know what they're looking at. Do you Mm -hmm. look at that and say, "Yeah, okay, that's I've been right about myself all the time." Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, even back in Green Bay, I was pretty much the same role. I was I would come in third down sometimes, or even when uh, Blake Martinez or Jake Ryan got hurt, I would come in and start. And I was I would come in and perform at a high level. I feel like so. Um, I always felt like I was a good player, a good enough player to start in the NFL. Um, I just never had enough tape for teams to really say, you know, this guy can start, you know, a full season. So I mean, when I get the opportunity, I just try to go out and show teams that hey, I can do this. And so I, I guess you know, a little validation. Is now uh, that. that that running back background. Yes, sir. Obviously, this staff is not afraid to be versatile with the way they use players, mm-hmm. and uh, and I understand why they would be attracted to Antoine Woods as a <laughs> fullback in short yardage and goal line. But yeah. uh, do they know that you played running back? I'm I'm going to guess you had pretty good hands. 
Oh yeah, yes sir, for sure. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy he always teases. I don't, I don't think he's never serious about it. I remember in Green Bay, he was he came into the meet one time and was like, oh, "I dropped a pick or something like that." And uh, and that Monday he came in, it was like, "I thought you had hands. I was just about to move you to offense." You know what I'm saying? And then this year he was like, you know, I was I was doing the scout team running back, and he was just saying I look good back there, you know, just teasing me like, "Hey man, hey, I can do it now. Just hey, just give me the opportunity." Well, good. I mean, I was gonna say, do you do you say don't tease me now? Put me in that goal line package. You'll see what you got. Then <laughs> <laughs> did you say that ever? Nah, I should though. Yes, I you should. should. <laughs> and I don't like the word "should" because I find it very judgmental. But I'm going to. Uh, my therapist would say, I will support you in <laughs> going and telling Kellen and Mike that, you know, don't forget to put number 48 in on the goal line because... I will lower my pads. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And then, you know, a little play action. I'm out in the flat. You can throw me the ball. You know, that's six yeah. points. Just food for thought, Joe. Just I appreciate food for thought. You. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take one more break and be back with uh, more with Cowboys linebacker Joe Thomas in just a moment. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour brought to you in part by Omni Hotels and Resorts. This fall, do more than just stay apart. Stay a part of the game and stay a part of the Cowboys. Experience football season at Omni Frisco Hotel, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer. And we'll be right back.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. And welcome back to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek and our very special guest Cowboys linebacker, Joe Thomas. Now, you guys have had your meetings. Tomorrow's your day off. What... What will you do tonight? I don't want to get too personal, but what what do you personal. do with idle time tonight and tomorrow? Tonight and tomorrow? Well, tonight, I'll probably spend my time in a hot tub, you know, trying to get my body back right for Wednesday when things pop back off. Um, tomorrow, I just recently moved into another place, so I'm still searching for furniture, just trying to, you know, um, still got a little life outside of here. Yeah, thank, <laughs> you know. thank goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, Danny's very big with IKEA, by the way. She can she can help you out. With yeah, that. I just got a new mattress. Do you right. have an eye for for decorating your house, or is someone helping you? No, somebody's definitely. helping I find me. that so hard. <laughs> no, it, it, it's hard to look at an empty room and envision it was, what it's going to look like. It feels up to me. I have a recliner and uh, eighty inch television. Sitting on a cardboard box and I'd be cool, you know. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it, so all it you, takes. you're saying it's not up to you? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I think a lot of us understand that, Joe. Um, and so um, the the thing that you said about being in the hot tub and getting your body right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to me talking to guys at various stages in their career, like when your first couple of years. Were you ready to pop back up by Wednesday? I was. I was. Yeah, it was effortless. But now you got to roll out of bed and your ankles hurt, your toes, your fingers hurt, all the small things hurt. And it's, it's tough. And and do you? will there be a day in the week before Saturday that your body will feel like normal? Probably Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's probably when it's going to feel normal. Saturday or Friday after my massage. Every Friday I get a massage. So, How long you been doing that? Um, probably five years. Deep tissue? Deep tissue, yes, sir. How long did it take you, maybe that was the answer with the massage, but into your career to kind of start taking more steps to take care of your body? And even if I feel better today, I need to continue doing these things so that I can recover quickly. Uh, it actually didn't take long because... Um, with Mike McCarthy and the schedule, he has a day designated for recovery. So in Green Bay, we implemented that every Friday. So we would have massages. You have to do cold contrast. You have to do these different things to get your body back to uh, to where you needed to be. So when I was up there, I learned about that, and I just carried that over when I came to Dallas. Uh, were guys surprised when he brought that schedule in where Friday's a regeneration day and Saturday is on the field instead of – that's a little different. Yeah. Uh, was, were, were guys here surprised? Did anybody say to you, what the hell, man? What what is he? What's he doing? Does this work? Yeah, I mean, I was telling them about the stay day when I first came here because that was – that was amazing. You know, you get a massage. They had the seafood waiting for you. You know, it was it was amazing. But, um, yeah, they, it took a while for guys to um, get used to it here, especially practicing on Saturdays at a full-speed tempo. Do you prefer that, kind of have that extra day on Friday to, to recover? Yes, for sure. So, you know, this is so interesting to me. When I first heard that he did that, mm-hmm. I thought, wait, 
the game's on Sunday. How is practicing at a full tempo? Now that's not in pads on Saturday. Yeah. But it's full tempo. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we you know we we also those of us who saw uh, Coach Garrett's practices for a long time came to understand you can you can uh, get in a pretty good workout going at at a high pace in practice. Yeah. And I think a lot of folks maybe you can help understand this. Uh, how does that help you feel fresher on Sunday when you've gone at that pace on Saturday? Um, I believe it's, it was, it's called the launch. So you're launching into the Sunday. So it's not full speed, but it's high tempo. So you want to get – so they have levels to it. So like DBs, you have to at least get three snaps of you going 17 miles per hour. And linebackers, you – are um, big skill guys 16, uh, the big guys O line D line 14. So you want to at least get three, three snaps of that in on Saturday, and it's and it's to launch your or prime your body into Sunday. So neurolog like your your nervous system, I guess, will be primed for Sunday. So I mean, I I, I think it works. You know, I mean. I don't know all the science, but that's pretty much what I got from it. It makes sense when you describe it like that. So someone's someone out there with like a speedometer and they're oh, they wear GPS. Yeah, we wear GPS. Oh, in okay, a, that makes sense. In the jerseys, so they track all that. Now, now, um, who's the fastest linebacker? Joe Thomas. Outstanding. Is that what every other linebacker would say? I, I don't really care what they're. Saying. <laughs> 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 I'm speaking facts right now, Joe Thomas. Um. Are you a fan of other sports? Oh, well, first of all, are you a football fan? Yeah, I'm a football fan. I mean, yes. not every player is a football player. I'm, I am constantly amazed at the number of players that I talk to over the years who love to play the game, do yeah. not want to watch a game. I mean, I, I kind of fall into that a little bit because I would prefer to watch basketball. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a football fan. Who's your basketball team? I never really had a team. I was always a uh, you know, the star guy like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Then it went to AI, and then it went to LeBron. Now you must have played some basketball at some point. Yeah, for sure. And what were you bigger than everybody else, so you couldn't be a point guard, huh? I mean, I could have been a point guard, but I was a five. I was a center. Yes. No, I know what the five is. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to imagine that. Um, so I wasn't the tallest five. But I was explosive, so I could get off the ground quick and, you know, get the rebounds, put them back, dunk. So. Did you have a nickname in basketball? I did not. I wasn't that good enough to have a nickname. <laughs> and <laughs> and so tonight, like tonight, when you're when you're out of the hot tub, will you watch the Monday night game at all? Do you watch the Bears and the Rams, or could you just not care less? No, I'm watching. I'm gonna watch the game. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the game. But it's not. I won't have the same intensity as I would watching maybe the Lakers play. Okay. Yeah, something like that. All right. And did you were you glued to the NBA finals? I wasn't really glued this year. It was it was just awkward because it's during the football season. Right, so right. it was it just wasn't. When you watch a football game like you will tonight, mm-hmm. do you watch it still with the football player mind of kind of analyzing at, you know, the defenses or what the offense is doing, or are you able to just kinda sit back and watch? No, I'm I am i am analyzing. I'm looking at the linebackers, how they playing. Um, I'm, I'm basically watching film. 
I'm not watching, you know, I'm, I can't watch it from that point of view anymore. I got to see, you know, what a three technique doing, what, you know what I'm saying? How, how, why did this play happen? <laughs> like, I got to understand. And baseball, you into that at all? Would you watch the World Series tomorrow night? Nah, I'm not, I was never really into baseball. I wish I played baseball, though. Because they make a lot of money, and they there. play a lo- and they play a lot longer, <laughs> and they play a lot longer. And they play sure. a lot yeah. longer, exactly. Um, so, um, when do you start watching the Eagles? Uh, today. You you started watching as a group or individually? No, I'm watching them individually. Well, special teams, we watched um, a little bit of the Eagles. We got a jump start, but defensively, we were you know just going through the game and making corrections. So, today. And special teams, you know, well, uh, John Fossil's an interesting guy. Yeah. And and you had you played against his teams for mm-hmm. your entire career. How how different is he to play for? What's that like? I mean, he brings a lot of excitement. Him and uh, Coach Hat, they bring a lot of excitement into the room. I mean, every day is something new. They always got a different handshake or something they do. Like it's, <laughs> they got different days: Dojo Fridays, Saturdays. You got to wait Jordans and. You know, it's just Saturdays. You got to wear Jordans. Yeah, Saturdays. Oh, Saturdays. I'm so sorry. Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. So it's always something different, and it keeps you interested. And in, I mean, you just coaches like that. You just want to run through the wall for, like, you know what I'm saying? Because they're trying to do things to keep you interested and change yeah, it up for you. Yeah. And, 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 and they it, listen to the players. You like, I can go up there right now and you know give them an idea, and you know he'll he'll try to work with it. Like, and you love that. It's a lot of trust. And did everybody in the room have Jordans to wear on Saturdays? I mean, not everybody, but if you have, then, you know, you, <laughs> you better you can, go out and get a pair. Wear yes. And Fossil wears them too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Who, Every who week a best, different pair. Who's got the best pair that you've seen? Um, Probably uh, D.A. Good for him. Doris, Doris Armstrong. Yeah, Doris Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good yep. for him. Hey, uh, Joe, thank you. I really appreciate it. I, I know that this is a, a wearing season. We appreciate your optimism uh, and looking forward to uh, unbelievable. We're at the halfway point of the season, but there's a whole half season to go. Um, uh, admire the way you approach the game and go about your business. Thanks for Sir, your time. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. All All right, right, good thank one. you Stay very safe. much. Thank you, Joe. Mask up. Absolutely. Mask <laughs> up. We're right here now. Uh, and we uh, thank you all for being with us on the Cowboys Hour. All right. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!